On this episode of the Loud Marlin Fan Podcast, I will discuss a few urgent items that are happening right now in South Florida regarding Miami Marlins baseball. Attendance is really low as our team hovers on and around 500. Is this on the fans or on the team? We will also review where the Marlins are right now coming into tonight's game. Four games away from 500. And what we can expect going into this weekend. Finishing up against the Pittsburgh Pirates into the Philadelphia Philly series here in the middle of June 2022. Depending on when you're listening to this episode. Going to discuss a few more things happening with Loud Marlins fan himself. And me, of course, your host, Chase, also known as Loud Marlins Fan. We'll get to that and more right after this short break. To give a point of reference of where today's show is coming from and the conversation that I'm going to have with myself for you, the Marlins stand right now five games, if the game continues the way it is, will be five games under 500. But coming into tonight's game on July 13th, we are 41 and 45, four games out of 500, 12.5 games uh, uh, out of the East away from the Mets. As the Atlanta Braves and the Phillies are kind of uh, going against the Mets, they're all above 500. And of course, the Washington Nationals, who we've beaten, I believe, 11 out of 12 times this season who had 29% of our wins, are uh, 13 games behind us in the standing. So that's kind of where the season is right now. I don't want to review that on this episode. Uh, In the intro, I discussed the topics for today, which are the we are hovering around 500. This team spent money this offseason. And our payroll is, I think, fourth to last in the league. Whereas, or at 26th highest payroll or lowest payroll, if you want to look at it that way. But we are not drawing fans out to the stadium. My thoughts are going to go back and forth on this because I don't want it to sound... Like I'm blaming the fans because I'm not. We as consumers or customers can decide if we are going to spend our hard-earned money on this team. At the same time, at least Twitter and social media arguments are this team is cheap and not spending money. I think they run together. There's a lot of bad blood for this team from the past history of previous ownership that unfortunately is being taken out on the current ownership. There was no excuse for Jeffrey Loria to have a fire sale when we got the new ballpark in 2012. There was really no excuse for Wayne Heisinger to do a fire sale after the Miami Marlins, or sorry, Florida Marlins, 
1997 in the fire sale of 97-98 offseason into the season. We just celebrated a few months that 1997 championship. It was a great time at the ballpark. Saw all the players. A lot of the younger Marlin fans who may be listening to this or follow me on Twitter don't understand what it was like that year in winning, and it was great and jubilant. But there was a fire sale after. Um, I believe one of the first players that were gone from the team was Devon White, if I remember correctly, as he was chosen by Arizona Diamondbacks um, in the expansion draft. We lost, I believe, he was either a bench coach or pitching coach. He went to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time. Now Rays. We lost... Moises Elou, uh, who was traded to the Cubs. Um, Gary Sheffield, Charles Johnson, uh, Jim Eisenreich. I'm missing a couple players in there. They were all traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers in the midseason, or I want to say May-June area. I don't have dates on me. And, of course, Jeff Conine. Mr. Marlin was traded to the Kansas City Royals, if I remember correctly. And I haven't looked this up. I don't have something in front of me. This is all off memory. Uh, give me a little credit here. It's been 15 years. Or, I'm sorry, it's been 20, shit, 25 years since that season. So, this market, prior to 1997 at least in the early stages of this team, really filled the ballpark, especially in the expansion year of 93. And then the strike hit, and that kind of killed baseball in South Florida. Didn't matter that we won the World Series. Of course, during the playoffs, we packed that ballpark the first time around, as we did in 03. However... The regular season, no matter how good we are, we don't draw a crowd. It's never been that way. And the old excuse was the old ballpark because of the way Wayne Heisinger had it set up. Um, for those who don't know or understand, the Miami Marlins, at the time Florida Marlins, played at Joe Robbie Stadium, which had five names to it. So I may call them all five names. Joe Robbie into Pro Player Stadium. Pro Player Park at one point, Sun Life Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Landshark Stadium, whatever you want to call it, now the Hard Rock, it was dual sports. And the way the Hard Rock Stadium was set up by Heisinga is it was its own business, its own organization. And the Marlins rented the stadium from there, but the problem was that all the marketing, all the boxes, all went to the stadium. It didn't go to the Miami Marlins, Florida Marlins. We're going to just say Marlins. It didn't go to the Marlins at the time. And that's why none of the stadium rights, calling a pro player stadium, none of that $10, $20 million, however much that cost them, went to the Marlins. It went to Heisinger. It went to his, his uh, other business, which was the stadium itself. And same with Miami Dolphins. 
I mean, Dolphins rented the stadium, but I mean, football, they have a salary cap and they have a salary uh, minimum. So you have to compete. Competitive advantage or uh, competition matters in football. It matters in every other sport. There's either a salary cap or a minimum, except for baseball. So you have Heisinger, who owned the Marlins, owned the Dolphins, and the stadium was making money from all three, maybe losing money, but one subsidized the other. Then he sells the team. Um, the second owner, uh, Henry, I think it was, uh, John Henry, he realized really quick this team wasn't going to make him money, and then he got ahead of crap team that was filled by a bunch of rookies and whatnot. And then Jeffrey Loria screwed over Montreal, caused them their team, and took over the Marlins. It was handed the Marlins for Major League Baseball. But we're not here to discuss that, of how that happened. If you're suffering from any sort of back pain, leg pain, arm pain, neck pain, I recommend you go to Dr. Brian Stone in Boca Raton, Florida. He's located at the Fusion Chiropractic Spa. Stone is one of my close friends. and He's a really good chiropractor, man. I was kind of weary about going to chiropractors at one point, but after... Seeing the care that he gave me, I go to him once a month. Heat treatment, making sure I'm adjusted. He does it all. Anything that you need from a previous car accident, all the paperwork, he'll take care of you. Go to Dr. Brian Stone at Fusion Chiropractic Spa in Boca Raton, Florida, 980 Kimberly Boulevard. Make an appointment at 561-245-2600. That's 561-245-2600. And tell them that loud Marlin fan sent you. So now your owner is Jeff or Loria. No matter how he got the team. Not important. And within two years, the Marlins are back with a World Series victory. And those years from 98 to 2003, midseason, were very difficult years as a fan. That's a whole generation right there. Uh, that's five years. So if you think about young teenagers at the time like me who were just starting to drive or had just started to drive, I was 16, 17 when the Marlins won the World Series in 03. I was 17 years old. So my friends and I were just able to drive and go to the games on our own without parents, maybe had jobs, liquid cash to spend because we're teenagers. We don't have bills at that time. You missed four years of people like me because that product that was on the field was so bad and they were charging major league prices. Now, not to say you couldn't get a ticket for under 10 bucks, But we were gifted, after a lot of pain, 
We were gifted a World Series with superstars that came up, like Dontrell Willis and Miguel Cabrera. You had homegrown stars, homegrown talent, mixed in with some traded talent, like Juan Pierre, who we had to give up a guy like Preston Wilson for. You have Derek Lee, Mike Lowell. There was a nice nucleus, sorry guys, nucleus. And you had great pitching. Brad Penny, A.J. Burnett for most of that year until he got injured. You had Josh Beckett starting to be the Josh Beckett into the playoffs that we knew him as. And it took years for these guys to gel, plus some veterans came in. You had Pudge. Lucky we got him. And I think one of the biggest mistakes was after winning the World Series in 03 wasn't re-signing him. But the point is, we never really drew fans. I would go to that stadium on a Saturday, every Saturday, same like I do now for um, the the current uh, Lone Depot Park. I had Saturday season tickets back then. I also went to other games. It was a lot closer to me at the time where when I lived in Sunrise, Florida, or even when I moved up to Palm Beach Boca, uh, right off the turnpike. So it was a straight ride home, ride home or there, 30, 45 minutes, depending. So I went to a lot more games. I had the expendable cash. And then into my 20s. I had the expendable cash college years after high school, but the stadium never drew. There was also other perks of going to the game at that time. Uh, there was something called tailgating, which many fans now will never know for baseball because they have only a little bit of room at the new stadium, a little lot for tailgating. That was a big part of the fun of baseball. Whether you go with your parents or your friends, you throw the ball around for a couple hours, you play Pong. Uh, if you're old enough to drink, you're drinking, you're barbecuing, you're cooking. You can't do that in the middle of a city in in, in the heart of uh, Little Havana. They don't allow it in the garages that we have to park now. So that was a big part of baseball. Then you make a day out of it. You the, the the parking gates would open four hours before the gates to the park, the stadium itself, two hours before, and you drink the whole time. As long as you were of age, even before I was of age, you know, hanging with your friends, listening to music, jamming out, barbecuing was fun. And you don't have that right now. So you lose that atmosphere. Now you show up for a Marlins member at one thirty. you get into the ballpark to watch BP on a Saturday, but it's not the same. It's, it's different. You know, after driving an hour and 10 minutes down, I would like to crack a few beers, listen to music, but I get yelled at in the parking garage. Thanks, guys. And then they had a, a, another fire sale. Um, the Miguel Cabrera, Dontrell Willis trade was kind of the end of it. Uh, half the team went to the Red Sox, Mike Lowell, uh, Josh Beckett, Alex Gonzalez. You had Luis Castillo, and again, this is all off memory. I'm not looking at paper. Uh, I, th I think Luis Castillo went to the Twins, I believe. 
And now you have this new team coming up. And it wasn't a huge fire sale. I mean, we kept Miguel and Dontrell. We had Pavano. But you lost Beckett. We traded Penny because we didn't sign. And this is the biggest mistake we made was not signing Pudge to whatever deal he wanted. He helped us win a World Series. But you trade Brad Penny. He sopped Choi, and you get back Paul LaDuca, but you gave away a pitcher, so you're not as good as you were. We competed in 05, 06. They started trading. And then you lost Don Trell and Cabrera by 07. And now you are you have a nice young team who um, I believe won our coach, Coach of the Year. We had a great, good rookies. You know, you had Josh Willingham. By that point, we had Hanley Ramirez. Um, thinking of who else just offhand. Um, Jeremy Hermida, who never lived up to what he could have been, but he was a big bat. And then it was promised that when the Miami Marlins, who are now the team now, got a stadium in Miami, that Jeffrey Lurie they would spend. Now, going back, the stadium known as Joe Robbie, or whatever other name you knew it as, never sold out except in the playoffs. The marketing money would not go to them. So they had an excuse not to spend money in a small market. With the new stadium, he promised we would have a competitive roster. Fast forward 10 years now, a competitive roster would be around 120 to 150 million dollars. We're not the Mets 190 million. We're not the the, the the Phillies 180 million. We're not the Yankees 200 million or the Dodgers at 200 million. But we have a 63 million dollar roster right now. That's the 26 man roster give or take a million here or there. Uh, out of the 26-man roster as it's today on July 13th, 2022. And we're supposed to compete in a division against that $190 million payroll of the Mets and $180 million payroll around uh, from the Phillies. Um, even the Braves are maybe not up there, but they're in the 120, 150 range. I'm not looking right now, but I'm thinking they're in there. But we're competing, and part of that competing is beating up on the Washington Nationals this year, which other teams in the division are, but not as good as we are. Uh, as I said earlier, at one point, 29% of our wins were against the Nationals at 12, uh, 11 or 12 wins. I want to say 11 wins. We've swept them three times this season, lost one game. But we're out there, and we can't compete against St. Louis. They own us here and there. We haven't faced the Cubs yet. The Pirates, we've lost their lower payroll team than us, and they lost two. Uh, Marlins have lost two games against them out of four. Our third right now as we talk. Uh, I'm watching the game, and we're losing right now. Hopefully we come back and win. Already in the eighth inning. But I don't do... They... they uh, Day game discussions, so I'm, I'm not going to go there, but just setting a table here. I'm looking at the TV, and maybe there are five to 7,000 fans 
on Tuesday's game after being on, beating the Mets and splitting the series there, there was three to 5,000 fans at that game. And I'm arguing with fans, other fans who are, have their own opinions and you're allowed. You don't have to agree with, with, with what I'm saying. I respect your comments. That's why I don't try to argue. I try to say my point, but I would never say you're wrong. Your excuses are this team is cheap. Yes, we have one of the lowest rosters, lowest 26-man roster payroll in the game. I have the number here. We're 26, 63 million. 63,200 is the current Miami Marlins payroll. Pittsburgh is at 35 million. Cleveland is 28th, around 63 million also. Oakland, 41 million. And Baltimore, $32 million payrolls. 26 man roster payrolls. However, our attendance, we are 29th. The only team that has a lower payroll than us, who has a worse attendance than us, is the Oakland Athletics. And their fans, they had a fire sale. Their fans are revolting against them. Pittsburgh's at 27th. Cleveland's at 25th, and Baltimore's at 24th. Again, we're at 29th as far as attendance is concerned, as we average, um, I think, 11,000, give or take. And that includes a lot of these weekend games. But the point is, weekend games, it's much easier for people like me to get out to the game, those who live in Palm Beach County, North Palm Beach County, or north of us. Broward County, I know a lot of season ticket holders that can't make it to every day game either. They make it out on weekends. I give credit to those who do go from Broward County every day. Uh, those like Miami Mike on Twitter, shout out to him. Season tickets goes with his family. That's great. Others like him who can. I can't. Um, outside of Loud Marlins fan, I, I am a person. I do have a job. I'm a nine to fiver, nine to, which really turns into nine to six, five thirty six. For me to get down to a six forty start, I'd have to leave my house at three thirty four o'clock to deal with Miami. The start of rush hour traffic in Miami, and it just doesn't work out. Time to get your Jazz Chisholm Junior apparel, MLBPA approved apparel at InTheClutch.com. Jazz, Cooper, of course, our ace, Sandy. MLBPA-approved players, see if they have some shirts at InTheClutch.com. Use code LMF at checkout for a 10% discount. InTheClutch.com is the place to get your cartoon jazz, all that jazz, and other Jazz Chisholm Jr. shirts. Don't forget, they're the only place to get Loud Marlin fan-approved apparel as well, including the Pots and Pans shirt and the LMF logo. 
Let's get louder, guys. Visit intheclutch.com slash LMF or use LMF at checkout for a discount. Believe me, if I lived closer to that stadium, I would be at almost every game. That's if I lived in Miami, which is why on Twitter, I call Miami out. You Look, we show up for heat games. The Panthers were good this season, so Broward County and Dade and Palm Beach made it down to whatever that stadium. They don't even think it has a name, like uh, Sunrise Live, Florida Center, whatever it is. But I'm talking strictly about Miami right now. Tickets are as low as a dollar for kids to get to Marlins Park. There is really no reason why why a team that is competing, this is not last season where by this point we were 17 to 20 games out of 500. We're four to five games out of 500 right now competing for a wild card spot, which now we're probably four to five games out there too. We're not out of it whatsoever. It's not even the all-star break yet. And we're throwing 2,000 to 5,000 people on a Tuesday after being on a road trip. A, a, a not winning, but a split road trip. And that was a week after a, a, we only had two home games in the last month before this latest series versus Pittsburgh. The whole month we were away. So you're going to tell me after having, let's say, thir- 13 out of 15 road road games going back to June that on a Tuesday night you Miami again strictly with Miami here Miami cannot get 10 to 15,000 people in that stadium they're not charging a lot look I'm not saying you have to sit where I sit and I get a discounted price because I know who owns the seat I'm saying for a dollar ticket in right field, you're not going to go see this team that can be competitive. I get it. It's Pittsburgh. It's not the Yankees. They have a lower payroll than us. But you're not there to see the away team. I hate that away teams push attendance because their fans come out. You're a Miami Marlins fan. You know what you're going to get. And I know we have expectations of more. But they're not lying to you. You know what this team is. We we went we won 67 games last year. You don't go from 67 wins to a 90-win team. It's so rare. We're not the Red Sox who go from last to first off and on, depending on who's on their team and who's coaching them. We are the Miami Marlins. 67 wins last year. If we get 80 wins this year, that's success. That's 13 more games. If we go over 500, great. And we have good pitching. Look, again, I don't want to call players out. They are who they are, and they pitch as hard as they can. Not everybody on our team is going to be Sandy. And Sandy pitches this Friday. He'll hopefully draw 11 to 15 on a Friday night. But that 11 to 15 should be 20 because the norm should be 11 to 15. 
I'm going Saturday. I think that's a Braxton Garrett game or a Trevor Rogers game. And Rogers will get back to form. But I go because I love the Marlins. Win or lose, it's t- two, three hours of entertainment. Baseball's entertainment. It's not life or death. Some For some, it's a career for those who play, obviously, and those involved at the stadium and the, and the reporters and whatnot. But it's not life or death to go to have to win. We're competing against ourselves. We're look, we're in we're not winning the division. We're competing against ourselves right now and ourselves need to play better. But we but if you're in New York and they average twenty eight thousand for four straight games, let's say, and the Marlins split that because there's a crowd that's booing them. They come home to dead silence. I'd come out flat too. In my job, I have a team. What I do, I have a team of 11. We talk to each other every day. But if customers aren't talking to me or answer calls, it's deflating. I have no noise in my headset. And I trickle that down to baseball. And fans should want to be a part of that. Winning or losing, whether they spend $63 million or $120, the point is they invested money. And they're not going to just go from 63 or or they were last year at, let's say, 30. They're not going to go from 30 to $120 million payroll. They're going to go from 30 to 60. And then if we're around 500 and we make some moves, maybe next year they go from 60 to 80. But we're on the right track. We have the pitching in place to win. Sixto will be healthy eventually. Lizardo will be healthy eventually. Max Mayer, who we're, or Meyer, however you pronounce it, we're waiting for him to come up. And he's going to be healthy enough and, and, and strong enough to be in our, roster, in our uh, rotation soon. But are you going to show up? Or are we still going to be drawing three to 5,000 fans on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? I'm not talking day games. Day games are rough all around, no matter where you live. We're not Chicago. We don't give our city the day off to go to a baseball game at Wrigley. There's camp days. That's how they draw larger numbers on a Thursday, like they're probably going to do tomorrow at noon. But I'm talking... Dollar, ten dollars. There's reasons to come out to the ballpark now. Whether you're a veteran, a serviceman, or women, thank you for either or. If you're a police officer, firefighter, first responder, thank you for the job that you do. Take advantage of the free ticket and pay for your spouse or child to come to the game. Let's fill Marlins Park. Let's get louder. Even when I'm at the park on a Saturday and there's 15,000, 20,000 people at the game, it's dead silent. Can we please do a chant together? You don't go to the game to be on your phone. I mean, if you do, again, you're the one spending the money. I have a wife who is a baseball fan through me, but she even gets into it here and there after she's playing her Tetris game. I'm, uh, this weekend, I'm bringing my little step, not little, he's six foot two, but my younger stepbrother to the game. He's a Philly fan. 
He'll be in his Phillies gear, but the point is to spend time with family. There's a lot less you can do for more money for, for three, four hours of fun and entertainment than go to a Marlins game. You go to a movie, spend a hundred bucks for a family of four, go to a Marlins game, minus the food, probably 60 bucks. And there's food deals in, built into these ticket plans. So how does that correlate is my question and the point. We are fourth, again, fourth lowest payroll at 26, but we're second lowest attendance. I think they should go together. Then you have Tampa Bay, but we're not talking about a, a crap-ass stadium. We have one of the nicest stadiums in the league. For those up north, again, I'm not talking about Palm Beach or Broward, but for the city of Miami, fill that damn ballpark. They, they, they built it for you. They didn't build it for me up here in Palm Beach County. They built it for you. Your city said, we want this team to at least the 2040s. We want this team. We want you, that team, to be named Miami for this city. And they've done so much to make either the players or the ballpark fit the city's culture. If you're looking for a game of chess, you can go play chess in the outfield while still watching the game. But you still count towards attendance. You like cafecito? You want to have nice drinks on a date? Bring your date out to the city. They have student passes and deals now. They built it for you in Miami. And I'm challenging Miami to go to the stadium. I will never blame fans or tell you what to spend your money on. But I'm begging you guys to please make that place fun. Get louder. Know what this team is. Set your expectations for that one game to go have fun. And then if you have fun at that one game, go to another game and have fun. But you're not going to change the amount of money that the ownership spends. You're going to cause them to spend less because we can't fill that place. And I'm not talking 30,000 people. I'm talking 11 to 15,000 a night. So on weekends, that 11 to 15 turns to 20 to 25. You can do it, Miami. To the fans who listen to this podcast, please send this to all your friends in Miami. Help, let them hear my plea. Go to Marlins Park, Lone Depot Park, during the week. It's summer. The beach will be there all year round. The Marlins are here for six months. We get 81 games a year. It's cheap. It's not expensive. Talk to your first responder friends. Talk to your veteran buddies. Talk to your student friends. Have them help you save or something. Get out to the ballpark. There's people that rely on you. There's stadium workers. Custodians. There's people that rely on you for jobs. And the more people that show up, the more the ownership will have to spend because they'll want you to keep coming. 
We'll be back with another topic after this short commercial. Moving away from the begging of fans to show up at the stadium and support your team. I did want to discuss some items that are happening with Loud Marlins fan. Uh, as you know, and as I appreciate the support of those listeners here on uh, the podcast that I make through Anchor by Spotify. I'm, I'm growing this brand. Um, and I, I wanted to thank the fans. I wanted to thank those who listen, those who have supported me. You know, it, it's, I've been growing on Twitter a lot over the last 22 months. And that's because of you and your support. So I don't get where I am. I don't grow my brand without you helping me. And I just want to say thank you. If you do see me at the ballpark or around, please, I have no problem taking pictures. I've signed some autographs. I don't know how much it's worth, but I, I've been asked to when I do at no charge. If you do want me to do a singing video, telegram something for a special occasion, please contact me on Twitter or Instagram, direct message. There's a little fee for that, but, you know, I have no problem helping you out, making someone else feel special. But big things are happening that I wanted to discuss and I'll start promoting it more once it does. Um, I've been reached out by a service, uh, another social media service. It's called Relevant, R-E-L-E-V-N-T. And the, the, the owners and marketing team at Relevant has noticed my social media presence. And they've asked me to join them as a social media influencer. Uh, I am grateful for this opportunity. I am thankful for this opportunity, not only for them, but from you. Again, my supporters who have listened to me, have talked to me, have really become my friends. Um, I may not talk to you every day, but I interact with you guys every day. And you are an extension of me, an extension of my family, an extension of the brand that I'm trying to build. Um, I may follow people or interact with people you may not get along with on social media, but I do my best to get along with everyone. Um, there is no judgment. Um, social media bullying and attacking is not cool. I will stick up for people here and there on every side of everything. Um, but I, I did want to just say thank you and let you know, because I've, I've made some reference to this on uh, Twitter and on Instagram lately, that big things are popping and they are. Um, I'm just not there yet with this company <laughs> to start promoting it as much as I should. But I will, and you'll start seeing it blasted. And then maybe we'll interact in a different way. Uh, this, this app will have video chat rooms. It's really cool, and I'll get more into that at the time when I can. But big things are popping um, and happening. I, I, I thank you. Thank you, the fan, for this. And I hope you like what I say here on these podcasts. Um, if you, even if I go live during a live stream game or something, I want to interact. I, I believe we all can have a, a respectful uh, conversation, even if we all don't get along in what we're saying. But as long as we get along as people and respect each other, a conversation will happen. You may be right. I may be right. We may not be able to sway our opinions, but at least we'll talk. And that's what social media does. It's what uh, it allows us to do. It doesn't always have to be negative and picking on each other. 
Um, it's a place to vent, but it's also a place where we can get along and vent and in relevant the app, please don't download it yet until I start saying it's okay to, um, if you, if you, if you want to wait for that, but, um, things I'm going to do on this, uh, social media platform is going to change the game as far as how I interact with you. And I can't wait for that to do so again, it's going to be live video chats. It's going to be live podcasts. You're also going to be able to listen to this podcast. Uh, the loud Marlin fan podcast will be directly inputted into a chat room there. So you have everything every way to talk to me right there. Uh, there's no numerical amount of characters you can put in. We will be in chat rooms together. And I can't wait for that to happen. Wanted to take a little bit of time to say thank you again for everything that you do as my supporters. Uh, and I appreciate you so much. A lot of personal stuff that I'm never going to discuss on any type of social media or podcast platform here. But there's a lot going on outside of Loud Marlins fan. And I've made a little bit of reference to that on Twitter. Uh, but uh, you guys keep me breathing. So I thank you. And I hope to interact with you more on those social media platforms. Can I ask you guys a question? Because I brought this up a few podcasts ago. Why is Don Mattingly still our manager? We're hovering around 500. We've had three winning streaks of five games plus couple six or seven games in there. But we've had more losing streaks, and we lose to bad teams. That's coaching. The uh, We can't teach someone how to swing a bat, but we can teach them how to run a base. That's coaching. There's a lot of things wrong with this management. You could blame King, Kim, and, and G. Or you can blame the, man, the, the manager. Um, it's, I'm not ready to blame Kim NG yet. Just so you know, I'm ready to blame Don Mattingly still for his coaching style. Um, Kim really only took over after Jeter left as full-time GM. I want to see what she does at this all-star break, which we will discuss on the next episode. I want to see what she does. Um, in this offseason, which is really going to be her first offseason. And I'm not giving up on this ownership because I want to see what Stir uh, uh, Sherman, I should say, what Sherman does and, and, and gives to this team. So there's a lot of baseball left. And uh, just so you know, as a scoring update, the Marlins have taken the lead against Pittsburgh while I'm recording this. So this may be a win, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, I'm going to go watch the game. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, thank you for all that you do and listen to me. Um, if you really want to support my bank account, I ask that you please go to intheclutch.com. Intheclutch.com is uh, a t-shirt company, apparel company that has, at, again, asked me to partner with them. Intheclutch.com is partnered with Jazz Chisholm and the MLBPA. And there's some cool jazz shirts if you search jazz. This is the only place right now to get authentic Loud Marlin fan shirts. We have the Pots and Pans Miami shirt. And we have the LMF logo. So please go to intheclutch.com. You can go to intheclutch.com slash LMF. Or go to intheclutch.com and at checkout use code LMF. I want to save you 10% off your purchase. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Call Dr. Brian Stone for chiropractic needs. 
He is one of my best friends. He's helping me right now through a, a very uh, so, uh, outside of social media tough time. And he's always there as a friend, and he is great at what he does. So visit him at the Fusion Chiropractic Spot in Boca Raton. He doesn't pay me for these. He really is a good guy. 561-245-2600. And I want to hear your voice. Follow me at Loud Marlins Fan on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Talk to me. Interact with me. Again, you're an extension of my family. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been an episode of the Loud Marlins Fan Podcast. I am Loud Marlins Fan, also known as Chase. Let's get louder. Let's freaking go! Have a great night. Talk to you soon.